Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a... Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It'd be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Pittsburgh. That would be a little weird. It's one of the, the there are there are two Cities in the state of Mississippi that I know exactly where City Hall is. One is Vicksburg, the other is Pittsburgh. Because it's right there. It's on Highway Highway 9. 9. It's right there. You cannot miss it. It says Pittsburgh City Hall. I've passed that. You have too. Many Many times. times, Many times. So wherever you are in our great state, don't forget if you want to have Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning. Well, guys, it's just a click away. It's at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it to be shipped right to your door. And don't forget, when you order from Strange Brew Coffee House, you're supporting a Bulldog Initiative business. College Corner. Collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. Whatever it is, if it's just for you or your family, great. But also, if it's uh, for your, your car, your tailgate, your house, whatever it is, they've got it. At College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the uh, Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowood by the Half Shell, or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant. It's the best in town for lunch, for dinner, or for Sunday brunch. You want to go to Restaurant Tyler. For Sunday brunch, you just can't beat it. You know, we're getting close to football season. Sunday brunch is such a huge deal. During football season, you got so many people getting up and, and heading, you know, before they head out of town, they want to get one last meal. The line is always long at Restaurant Tyler because it's the best. So, when Sundays come this uh, football season, you're looking for a great meal to start your day. It's worth the wait. Head over to Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi ready to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you. And to start a, an account and a relationship with your local bank that's going to last a long, long time. When you're talking to somebody about financial matters, do you want to talk to corporate people that you don't know? Or do you want to talk to the people in your community? Do you want to talk to the people who you know? That's that's the question I'm going to ask. And if the answer is, which I think it's obvious, you want to talk to the people you know, well, then you need to have a local bank like Priority One Bank. If you're in central Mississippi, seek out a location and start that account today. Priority One Bank. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. We got a Texas A&M preview a little later in the show, but we are going to start with some quarterback play. I saw uh, noted imbecile Brandon Walker talking uh, <laughs> <laughs> talking about Will Rogers, and uh, you know he he brought up some really good points. He's you know that 
it feels like that other quarterbacks are getting the benefit of the doubt this offseason. Joe Milton's getting the benefit of the doubt. Right? Yes. I mean, he, we've never seen anything from Joe Milton that makes you think he's going to be this great quarterback. Carson Beck gets the benefit of the doubt. because We've of the, seen some of his tools. We've seen the tools, but he never put it together. We, Carson Beck gets the benefit of the doubt because of the players around him. Uh, whoever wins the Alabama job is going to have the exact same kind of thing. But Will Rogers, for whatever reason, not getting the benefit of the doubt. And it got me to think it today. Because Will Rogers is a player that, in all likelihood, by the end of the season, will be the all-time leading passer in SEC history. Uh, he will be the all-time winningest quarterback in Mississippi State history, assuming everything goes to bad. If I, if I did my math right, I think Dak Prescott has 25 career wins, and I think Will is sitting on 22, if I did the math right. Okay. So I haven't researched that. I'm, 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 I'll, I need to get my man. I'm, so he, very likely, he's going to have more wins than any quarterback ever. At Mississippi, Mississippi State, State, correct. Yeah. So got it me really thinking. is bizarre. We, we're not giving him more. Well, well, I feel like we are. But yeah. So let's. So what I did was, I, everybody loves tiers, right? Everybody loves lists and tiers and everything. So I cre- created the tiers of SEC quarterbacks going back to '92. Uh, the split of the SEC, the and when it first went into the divisions. Because okay. so, I didn't want to talk about Archie Manning and Fran Tarkenton, all right? Because I didn't see him play, and so there. I have three tiers now, and then you know after the third tier, however you want to lump players, there are certainly the bad in there. But these are I have the elite, mm-hmm. I have the national champs, and then I have the great ones. The elite are the elite. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's any argument with these guys, and they didn't necessarily have to win anything of consequence. And so what I mean by that is Peyton Manning is yeah. in the elite. Never won a national title, didn't win the Heisman, but he belongs there. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there any question in your mind that I'm correct on that? No. Okay. So here's the elite. Danny Werfel, Peyton Manning, Tim Tebow, Cam Newton, Johnny Manziel, Aaron Murray, Joe Burrow, Bryce Young. Don't have a whole lot of issues with that. Yeah, I feel like the one who the two that you would probably have the most issues with Aaron Murray, but he is the SEC's all-time leading passer. Yep. He played in two SEC championship games, great quarterback. And then Bryce Young didn't win a national title. Won but, a Heisman. Did, but won a Heisman was the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. Now he's yeah. got to be up there, right. I think. That's my that's my elite tier. Okay. The national champs. These are quarterbacks who won a national championship. Mm-hmm. But their stats and their overall play is not great enough to put them into the elite. Jay Barker, T. Martin, Matt Mock, uh, Chris Leak. Chris Leak is almost elite. He's a really good player, but I'm, I just had him in the national champs. Matt Flynn, Greg McElroy, A.J. McCarron, Jake Coker. I put Jalen Hurts and, and Tua Tagovailoa in this tier. Yeah, and that's Tua so, could almost go to the elite. Tua can almost be an elite. He just never... He he was always like on the cusp, and then yeah. he'd get hurt, he'd get hurt. or like that so, something would you know, happen. And, I mean, that 2017 season, Hurt starts the whole year, and then he Tua comes in and helps them win the national title. And then in 2018, they didn't win the national title. And I thought then, in 17 when that happened, I thought this guy's going to be yes one of the greatest yes. of all time. And, and then in 2019, he got outdone by Burrow. Yeah. So never won a Heisman. He's right on the cusp. He's right on the cusp. He's the right closest the to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we have. Uh, uh, Stetson Bennett and Mac Jones. A lot of game managers in there. Yeah, I mean, especially that that trio AJ for Alabama: McCarron, McElroy, McCarron, and Coker. Yeah. Look, I take nothing away from those guys. They had great stats because you 
people are like, well, you know, their stats weren't that great. Show me a national championship quarterback without great stats in the modern era of college football. You had to throw for close to three thousand yards. Yeah, when you look, you at had to throw three to one touchdown interception. You look at McCarron had Julio Jones, yeah. Greg, Greg McElroy. I think they both. No, he, he had, had Julio, and, and no, no, he had Julio Jones, and McElroy had Amari Cooper. Okay, no, no, no McCarron that. had Amari Cooper. No. Is that all right? No. Amari Cooper was Blake Sims and mm. McCarron was was McCarron before McElroy? Yeah, no, McElroy was before McCarron. He had Julio okay. Jones, I know that. So McElroy had uh No McElroy did have Julio Jones. I'm sorry, he did have Amari Cooper. Yeah, so McCarron had Julio. Stop. We've we the McElroys and the McCarrons are screwing us up. McElroy had Julio Jones. McCarron had Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper was at Alabama twelve to fourteen, and McCarron was a starter twelve and thirteen. Okay, and okay. Blake Sims he got the last up year of Amari Cooper. Cooper. Correct, okay. correct. Yeah. Either way, both of those guys had had yeah. one of, if not the best, wide receivers in the country, right. and great running backs behind them. They had great players, but they. Yeah. But all that said, you can't just put anybody in there. You, no, you they, they a did a good play. job. They, they did a good play. job, but they're so they're not. We we've seen now, and they they went to yeah. the NFL or didn't go to the NFL. They haven't really done anything. Right. They're they're not in the tier. Right. That you had listed yeah. first. Bennett is also really close. Two national titles. I mean, he's just close. But I think you and I both agreed. Like, I don't expect much from him as a pro. No. And I mean, his stats weren't ridiculous. All right. Although I thought he was a lot better than I thought he was going to be. Yes. No. No. No question. My last tier is the great ones, and the, that's exactly what they were. The, there's a guy. This is a lot of eye test in here. Mm-hmm. Like I watch these guys play; they belong in this discussion. I started with Eli Manning. Eli was the first one. Dak Prescott is in this tier. Mm-hmm. David Green, Eric Zier, Rex Grossman, Matt Jones at Arkansas. Yeah, Connor Shaw, maybe the most underrated player. In SEC history. I think he had two 11-win seasons, but never got to the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. Tim Couch. Yep. Jay Cutler. Shane Matthews. Matt Stafford. And the one that everybody will hate, Matt Corral. Yeah. Corral deserves to be on that list. Well, if Eli's on there, Corral. Corral has to be on there, yeah. Yeah. Chad Kelly, maybe the, the first guy off. Well, what about Nick Fitzgerald from a you know all-time leading rusher in SEC history for a quarterback? I like Fitzgerald a lot, but I mean, in this group, I say no. I, I, I get the rushing thing, and that's a great. I, I don't discount that because yards mm-hmm. are yards, but not in this group. Not for me. Maybe he deserves his own group. He might have his own tier. The great runners. It could be. You know, him, Matt Jones could be in that for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to have Matt Jones in there, I don't think Nick Fitzgerald Matt is Jones that is a, far off. But he was a first-round pick. He was a good enough athlete to be a— Well, he was a, a wide receiver. But he was a good enough athlete to do that. Yeah, but— Also played in, I think, he played in at least one SEC championship game. He did. The, so, um, think, was it 05 or 07? Not 07, 08. No, he 08. wasn't that—no, no, 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 no. He, he, he wasn't there in 08. Was he not? All right, now now we're we're doing more more. No, more wasn't he? Wasn't he early two thousands? Let's see here. Late nineties. Let's see here. Matt Jones. He was drafted in an 05. Okay, early two thousands. So 2000s. what year did they win the West? They took a share of the West in 02. Did they play in the SEC championship game? 
They played. It was Houston Nut. Yeah, Nut Nut got at least. I'm trying to remember who they played that year. Was it Georgia? No, it was a Florida. That was uh, that was '08. Okay, so they've been they've been a two. He played. Okay, they, they 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 played Georgia. They he, he so he went the 2002 SEC championship game. Matt Jones was in that game. Yeah, he started that game for for Arkansas. They lost to Georgia. I loved watching Matt Jones play. Great player. Yeah, fantastic player. Way ahead of his time. Remember he broke the rim at state one yeah. time. That's the other thing. Yeah. Play basketball. Basketball might get that, that's another reason. Put him up in the uh, the, the top. One player. of the best athletes that have ever in come the history the of the SEC. I mean, yeah. All right, so I, I say all that to say this: that Will Rogers should he break the all-time passing record this year, and I think that he will, and he leads Mississippi State to another eight-nine win season. He goes into the great ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's gonna he's. He's not going to have the the national championships or the Heisman, right. but but neither the, neither the guys he's going to have lists. almost every single record yeah. that a quarterback can have. You cannot take that away from him. If you have all of Mississippi State's statistical records and you win close to thirty games as a starter, and I have Dak Prescott on the list, you can't not have Will Rogers on the list. Yeah, and then you start talking about where does he fit among the greatest quarterbacks in Mississippi State history. Right. He hasn't reached the level of, you know, notoriety that Dak did. Mm-hmm. People aren't talking about him like they did Dak. People, He's not on the front page of Sports Illustrated or anything like that. But he's broken all of Dak's records outside of the rushing part of things. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be the winningest yeah, he quarterback. Won't, he won't break Nick, Nick Fitzgerald's record on that for sure. Right. So – you know, where is he going to fit there? And I, I think in SEC history, he's got to be mentioned among some of th- the greats. I think if he does the things we're talking about here, that outside of Mississippi State, he would be recognized as Mississippi State's greatest quarterback. Inside, and I've said this many times, the emotional attachment that MSU fans have to Dak Prescott because he was first – because his mom passes away while he's playing, and the whole university embraces him, and the fact that he's a starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, Mississippi State fans will forever. I think Dak Prescott is locked in as Mississippi State's greatest quarterback of all time, no matter what. It's going to take somebody unless really somebody special. came in and was just let won a national title. It's going to take somebody really special. But I think outside of Mississippi State, people will be like, "Will Rogers is the greatest Bulldog quarterback of all time." Well, and then you have people they have kind of like there's there's some people that have kind of like an animosity towards quarterbacks at Mississippi State mm-hmm. since Dak. And I, I don't quite oh, understand right. that. And and, uh, and and Fitzgerald got a lot of that. Fitzgerald got a lot of that. People that will that will dog their own their own quarterback. Just because he's not Dak, and I like I've never understood that. And there's people listening to this say, "No, nobody." Yes, there is. There, there are a lot of people in this fan base that will trash the quarterback, that will trash Will Rogers. They did the same thing with Nick Fitzgerald. It's happened. So I, I don't understand that, but that there is going to be that animosity towards Will Rogers because every quarterback that comes through here is going to be compared to Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Until, you know, several generations down, I'm sure you know maybe that happened with Jackie Parker. I'm, I don't know. That's yeah, that's an interesting statement there. Like, I don't remember ever like comparing quarterbacks 
to anybody at Mississippi State. Like, I, you know, I didn't see Jackie Parker play, obviously, but like, I never said he reminded me of John Bond or Todd no. Smith or anything. I was just always. But like, we, we always said, we always said, like, you know, can he, can this person break Wayne Mackin's records? But you know, there was never like an affinity towards Wayne Mackin. But it was mm-hmm. always like, you know, this is a attainable record. But who's going to be the person to break it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stuff like that. But there was never a guy that we really, you know, growing up, hitched our wagon to at quarterback, right? That I can remember. I mean, I mean Madkin, Wyatt, I'm yeah. trying to think of Derek Tate. I'm mean, like going back, I mean, there just was never that uh-uh. superstar guy. I mean, I, we've always is, been waiting for a superstar quarterback. Yeah. And then you finally get one in Dak. And that's why I think Mississippi State fans are always going to have that special place for Dak Prescott. Now, if Will Rogers goes out this year, and let's just say it all goes well, and they win 10 games and they play in the Peach Bowl, something like that, then he's got a chance there. But if he has an eight and four season that turns into a nine and four with a bowl game, and he has a, you know he has a good enough year to break the SEC's passing record, I just think that Mississippi State fans inside the maroon and white bubble will remain with Dak Prescott. But you'll you'll look at it as, gosh, that dude had a really good career, and nobody expected him to. Correct. I remember he, when he when he was recruited, I was just like, is this because you know Moorhead is the coach, and I'm like, can this guy run? I don't yeah. think he can run. That was going to be a bad offensive fit, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, it, and I mean, that offense is not even like this one that they're running. It was a lot of that RPO stuff, and I, I just don't know if that would have been a good fit in the SEC for Will Rogers. Mm-hmm. I think the air raid really – I think you have to give a lot of credit to the air raid to g- giving Will Rogers that platform mm-hmm. to, to put up the big numbers. Yeah. Because it's put him in the spotlight, and now he has a chance to elevate himself. Agreed. The the air raid. If he was, you know, if he was averaging, you know, two eighty a game, two two fifty a right. game, and the offense was, you know, just okay or whatever. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if we're talking about Will Rogers in the same way. Correct. But the fact having that he put those up stupid numbers, having those four hundred plus yard games, putting up you know six touchdowns in a game, leading state to a comeback win at Auburn and stuff like that. I don't know if he could do that without the air raid. Right, but at the same time, I, I I think that Will can elevate himself with this new offense. You can show now you have the spotlight on you because everybody's going to be watching. Can Will Rogers actually, you know, do something in an offense that's not the air raid? People are going to be watching that now mm-hmm. because of what he did the last three years. Mm-hmm. So now is your opportunity to show people that yeah, I, I can do and that. He, and he the thing about the air raid, you know, yes, it gave him that opportunity, but he excelled within it. Yeah, right. He threw for f- almost forty seven hundred yards, and not everybody's done that. We we keep people year. keep saying that, you know, the air raid's just gonna you're gonna put up numbers no matter what. That's not, not true. true. That that hasn't happened. Yeah, people have not completed uh, the passes at the right. same clip as Will Rogers. Right. So, so it, I mean, this has been a this has been a, a good job running an offense from Will Rogers for three years, and let's see what he can do this year. I'm fascinated to uh, to Will Rogers is one of the most I don't know if divisive is the right word because you don't see a lot of people just like he sucks. Polarizing. Polarizing might be the right word, but people people never just don't know what to think of him sometimes. And you know there are some people who think he's a great great quarterback. There are some people who think he's a good quarterback, and then there's people like you just talking about who think he's just the product of this system and nothing more. And now that that's gone, he's going to be exposed. Maybe they do think he's bad. I don't know. 
Interesting. His legacy is definitely a very interesting one. You know, that's, that's, that's kind of two, though. Like You mentioned Fitzgerald. Guy who never gets mentioned among SEC great, great SEC quarterbacks, but you know, won a ton of. Fitzgerald might actually be State's all time leading, all time winning as quarterback. Now that I think about it, because he what won six games as a starter, uh, and then nine and eight. That's twenty three. I'd have to go back and look at Dak again. Let me look it up. Dak, and it's all that matters is his sophomore year because I know what he won his his junior and his senior year. All right, so. Dak was so we'll, we'll say so he's thir- got he's, thirteen through fifteen. He's so got nineteen for fourteen and fifteen because he started seven, every game. Seventeen, thirteen and fourteen. He had seventeen, and then nine and fifteen. So well, he had but he didn't start 26. every game in in thirteen. Uh, well, the only game that they won that he didn't was the Arkansas game. Okay. Well, Ole Miss. The Ole Miss game he didn't count? start. Yeah, but he won that game. Let's give him that. Okay, so then he would so, have won. So let's say 25. Did he start? Let's say. Hold on, I'm, I'm just being sure. Did he start the Bowling Green game? Yes. Okay. I know he started against Kentucky. The, he did not start against Oklahoma State, and then I, I believe he started okay. every game after that. So he got Bama, six Arkansas, wins, and Ole Miss. Six, so 6, 16, 25. 25. I was right. Yeah, and then you had Nick. Nick uh, won every nine game. Nine and st- six. Nine, six, and 15. eight. So 15 and, and eight. 23. So, 23. so he's 23. So he's second. He's just, just behind Dak. Yeah. So he would have had 24 if Mullen had uh, not many guys not have started, pulled him out of the game against South Alabama. Not many guys have started four years ever at Mississippi State. No. I don't no. know. So Has it happened? Wayne Mackin started John some Bond. as a freshman. Did he play his freshman year? Yes. 80 okay. was his freshman year. Okay, so he he didn't have a the freshman right. team or whatever. Okay, right. so John Bond and Will Rogers. Yeah, pretty much. I it. mean, I, I don't know of anybody else. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, sure somebody I, can correct us. Yeah, but, I'm sure somebody will. But yeah, you're right. Did, did Wayne Mackin? Mackin played as a redshirt freshman, and he was a redshirt freshman in '98. And then his so senior. So hold on. Well, Mackin takes over. I, I, I know. Senior this. year, he got turf toe and missed he a missed lot. A, he missed. Oh no, he only missed like two games. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Or two other games, and one, one of them, two of them were losses. So Mackin takes over for in the Oklahoma State game after the Oklahoma State game in '98. So he wins one, two, three, four. He wins five games there, ten the next year. So that's fifteen. But I mean, going back to what you said about Dak getting the win for the uh, 2013 Egg Bowl. I mean, do we not give Wyatt the win? Uh, against Auburn and against Kentucky and against uh, in those two games, I don't know. But 15 wins there, yeah, 23 it, wins after 2000, and then he's responsible for two of State's wins in the 2001 when they won three. I mean, so, so that, that's the thing. Like Matkin was kind of in and out some. Wyatt started, you know. I Rob Pres- Morgan. Should we get Prescott the save and Damian Williams the win? I think the I think I, I don't think that. There's been a quarterback outside of Bond that's yeah, been a four-year starter. No, I mean, I may even give I'm giving, Rogers didn't start as a uh, right off as a true freshman, right? But know. he's probably going to start more games than anybody, oh, maybe yeah. outside of Bond. I, don't, I haven't really researched. Well, that, I mean, but, you remember Bond? I mean, played in two bowl games, but I mean, those were back when they were eleven game seasons. Yeah. Now it's a twelve game season. So he's so probably going to have more starts than anybody. Yeah. In MSU history, Bond, right now, healthy. right now, Rogers has what. Uh, 26 plus 5, 31 career starts. Bond is probably sitting on 
22 plus 24, 48. So Rodgers would get ahead of him this year, I think. Or is that correct? I could be wrong. I have to. I need to go. We're, back we don't. We're not mathematicians. Yeah, we folks. never claim to be. So, but we're we're just trying to talk it out. Yeah. So the either way, Rogers. It, it's going to be if he stays healthy and he has a good season, it's going to be. He's got an argument for greatest career in Mississippi State history. No question. I mean, and, it, and one of the greatest in SEC history. Yeah. No question. All right, let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. Uh, yeah. I like steak. End of story. Me too. I feel like I feel like that. I feel like really this ad read. You know, I try to be creative and try to do a lot of different stuff. And all I really need to tell you is like, do you like steak? And and the answer I think for like maybe ninety five to ninety six percent of our listeners would be, yeah. I think I'm gonna try to eat uh, some beef tonight. Probably a good idea. Not a terrible idea. I've, I'm going to try to find some. Tonight. Yeah. You need to get some high-quality beef. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of I bet course. I could. I bet you can. Wherever you are in our great state, if you're looking to, to eat beef, your grocery stores and meat markets, they all have it for you. Head over and talk to those guys. They'll take care of you. You can fire up the grill and put some beef on there. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends of the Mississippi Beef Council. I got, a, I got you know, we're doing a cookout in a couple weeks ago. I got a beef. I got some beef on here. We're eating beef. Sorry, I just saw a picture of Chris Jans with a walking bully driving a, a boat, walking bully shirt driving a boat. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Big fan. A, man, Chris Jans is the best. I, I I do like him. The most, the second most famous dentist in history, next to uh, who? Doc Holliday. Okay. Third would be Isaac Yankum. I was. Is that where you thought I was going? Yeah, that's where no. I thought you were going to go. Doc Holliday, the most famous dentist in history. By the way, none of those guys famous for actually being dentists. So. <laughs> Tim Watley, fourth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then Jason Coates, my, my actual dentist. He's fifth. <laughs> we'll put a real one in there. We'll put somewhere. a real one in there for you. Ah, uh, uh, Mississippi Beef Council. Two brothers smoked meats. We got off track there. And the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. It's just that simple, guys. Great food, a great location, great patio and outdoor seating, cold beer. The service is awesome. I mean, it's just a great place to go. This football season, you know that place is going to be rocking. You know the lines are going to be long. Be patient because it's worth it to get in there. There's a reason, by the way, when a lot of football players come back to town, they're going to Two Brothers. Mm -hmm. There's a reason for that. You, know, you catch those guys on the weekend, they're at Two Brothers. And don't forget, that's another Bulldog Initiative business. Great products, great services, what every business likes to promise you, they deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. And they had, they have been doing that for 48 years, which is a long time to be doing something for customers. And you can only do it when you take care of your customers in such a way that you stay open for 48 years. How many businesses have come and gone while Advantage Business Systems has moved along taking care of you guys and providing the best technology for your business. The number is is high. I promise you that. So give them a call and find out today what they can do for you. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. It's hot outside. Head over to Dolce to cool down. Grab a delicious sweet treat there, some gelato, one of their awesome milkshakes. Of course, the gelato and, and milkshakes, as great as they are, that's not all that's going on. 
over at Dolce. All you need to do is find out what's on the menu. For breakfast, great coffee program, great bagels, breakfast sandwiches. For lunch, an incredible selection of artisanal grilled cheeses. It's all right there at 509 University Drive. So whatever time of day it is, if you want to treat yourself, head to Dolce. The Rogue and their collegiate collection. Guys, I can't stress this enough. It is almost kickoff of the 2023 season. State script is taken over, and it's time for you to update the polo. All right, If you've got a banner rim polo, I, I need to convince the guys at The Rogue to do like a uh, – you know, turn in your banner in polo and get a certain percent off. I bet I could make them do that. Turn in your old banner M or God forbid, the old banner M, the old croom banner M. Turn that in and you get a certain percentage off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to them about that. Because we need to get everybody changed up and into the new the new look, the state script. That's where it's at. They've got the polos at the Rogue for Mississippi State. And hey, if you're an Ole Miss fan, a Southern Miss fan, they've got you covered there. And a Saints fan, they've got great stuff there. As well. Check them out online at therogue.com. The Rogue. Don't live the three stripe life. Shop at The Rogue. Texas AM is our final non Mississippi SEC West team. Obviously, the most disappointing team in college football a year ago, Robbie. Uh, five and seven on the year. This is it for me, right? I'm willing to give. And what's funny is last year, I didn't believe in Texas AM. I think I had them like seven and five when they were preseason top 10. I didn't think they would collapse quite as badly as they did, but they did. But this year, I'm willing to I'm willing to jump on board and say they can be better. We'll see if that bites me in the east or not. Here we go. We'll see. New Mexico week one, right? No problems. We're good. Want to know? You're good. Yes. Okay. Last year, I had them losing this game. They won it in one of the ugly. This was one of the ugliest games of the season last year. If you watched it, Texas A and M and Miami. This year they have to travel down to South Florida. What do you think, Robbie? I think they win that game. Dynamite insight. I appreciate. I mean, what, what am I? What am I supposed to say? <laughs> I agree with you though. I think they win that. So they're two and zero, three and zero after ULM, and then Auburn comes to town. We had this game kind of circled as. You know, Freeze always wins one he shouldn't. But I don't think either one of us pulled the trigger and said they would win. I'm going to say A&M wins this game. Yeah, for the for the front half of the schedule, I'm with you there. It's just, there's just going to be a lot of sorting through for for them at this point, and that's that's kind of where I am with with them. So I think that they I think they get the edge here. Early now, if this was played late in the season, mm-hmm. might be different. Yeah, but that I, I think that there's there's still going to be some things to work through at quarterback, the offense, what's going on at running back. I just don't know if Auburn's roster is like super talented at this point. Right, I agree. So four and zero. Yeah, good start. Moving right along, I say five and zero. They have dominated Arkansas. In this in this series at at Jerry World, they have absolutely dominated, which is hilarious, by the way. Dominated though, like they've won they've won like seven out of eight. But is it domination? They like two years ago. I understand that no, Arkansas the results, the games themselves aren't dominant performances. But you're if you win seven out of eight, you are dominating a series. Okay, well, yeah, I think they win this one. Arkansas should have won this last year, but they should have, but they didn't. Five and zero. Oh. Yeah, everybody's happy. Things start 
But then, yeah, things start getting. A I think you rocky. have back-to-back losses here. They have yes. Alabama. They have Alabama at home, and then they got to travel to Tennessee. I think they have back-to-back losses. They played Bama really well. Bama has become it, the team that they that like. That's their team. A and M is is Bama's kryptonite a little bit. And Mississippi State they should have beat them last Mississippi year. Mississippi State's kind of Texas A and M. Yes, uh, State always plays Texas A and M pretty tough. That's how A and M does with Bama. Uh huh. And two years ago, won that game. Last year, had a Should've chance. Won. Th- had a pass into the end zone to win the game. Yeah, so, you know, this is tricky, yeah. but I think Alabama just better is Alabama at yeah. this point. And then Tennessee, at Tennessee, that's a tough, that's that's, a tough call. Yeah. So, 5-2. I think they bounce back to get to 8-2. and two. If South Carolina was on the road, I could see them losing that game. Yeah. But I think they win that. I think they, they beat South Carolina. I think no. I take it back. I have them losing to Ole Miss. Kiffin it, again, a little kryptonite thing. Kiffin has had their number. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to have the firepower offensively in this because I think Ole Miss is going to score points. Yes, I, I don't know if A and M is going to have going to be able. Kiffin to has up. always has this one scheduled or yeah, circle is what I should meant to say. Yeah, and he you know he likes Neyland, Jimbo. He, he does. I'm going to take Ole Miss in this too. I think six and four. I, but that that game could go either way. It could go either way. It's definitely a toss up. Yeah, and and to be honest with you, we might be picking the, the underdog when they get to the spread. Right. I think they beat State. I think they finally do that, and then they beat Abilene Christian. So they're eight and three. They lose to LSU at the end to go eight and four. Is what I'm saying. And that that's not going to make anybody super. Thrilled, well, that's what I want to get be... to you about. That's what I want to ask you about. So let's say that we we've nailed it, right? And we both agree that they're eight and four, and those are the four losses they're going to have. Is that enough? I think he'll I think he'll still be there with eight wins, seven wins. If they lose to state again and to go seven and five, he's gone. Yeah, at that point, they just got to say they you can't justify. It at that, at that point, point, they just have just, to say we have to spend seventy million dollars. If and, you're averaging seven wins, spending that kind of money, seven or eight wins, I don't know where where they are right now as far as the average since he's been there. Mm-hmm. But if you're averaging seven to eight wins, which is what they pretty much have done under Kevin Sumlin and Jimbo Fisher, you're not getting your return on investment at like at all anywhere close. So I, I don't know. At some point, when you say, "Okay, this isn't this isn't going to work," yeah, we're spending all this money on NIL. We're spending all this money on facilities, on coaches. We we made this stupid deal to extend this guy, and he hasn't proven anything. And this is what happens. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know at what point. I do. Th- I'm I'm the biggest A and M skeptic of them all, mm-hmm. but I do have a feeling that they're going to be significantly better this year. Just I I don't know why, but this is the first time in a while I felt like A and M might actually be good. It's because I like uh, I like Wiegman. I think he's a good quarterback, and I think if Fisher just gets out of the way of Petrino offensively, they'll be fine. See, that's and the big, that's they were the pretty big good question. This is a crossroads moment. This could be a crash and burn, spectacular explosion of a season, mm-hmm. or it could. Work out perfectly for A and M, and they go ten and two, or something. You know, they have the talent. That's the, we we've all been sitting here saying A and M has talent. A and M right, has right, talent. Right. They've never been able to fully put it together and compete for an SEC or national championship. Um, so this year, if if Jimbo Fisher does say, "Look, 
whatever I'm doing isn't working. I'm giving this offense to Bobby Petrino. I'm going to stay in back and be kind of the CEO guy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put my Waffle House menu down and take my glasses off. And it's not even we're a Waffle not House gonna, menu. It's an Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, we're not going to sit here and get the play call in for 25 seconds. So if he steps back and allows Bobby Petrino to do his thing, this offense could be really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, if he doesn't and he wants to get in the way and they're arguing on the sidelines about who's making the calls, then this is going to be a dumpster fire. So you have to <laughs> pick which thing you believe is going to happen. And I I tend to believe that a and is going to figure it out, but at the same time I have that in the back of my mind that this is really going to be a train wreck because you have two massive offensive minds and massive egos clashing on the sidelines. So, yeah. uh, And I don't know if Bobby Petrino is a guy that is going to want to, you know, take orders from somebody and not be able to run his offense and things like that. Yeah. So I don't know. All right. So next week we have Tennessee, and then it's Ole Miss, Mississippi State to wrap everything up. So I can't believe I timed it right, by the way. No, I always screw it up somehow. Normally I'm like, oh, God, we're a week off here. Yeah. I didn't do it this year. I got it right. I'm always scared I'm going to do that with the countdown thing. I yeah. Do. It's tough when you're doing the countdowns. Yeah. Yeah. You so, got to figure out the hundred days yeah, leading up to yeah. the day of uh, game day. Exactly, yeah, it's, 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 it's painful. Yeah. All right. Uh, tomorrow shows the rumblings. You know what to do. Send us the questions. We'll start answering them. Rob, you want to fire off that tweet, and then uh, we'll have plenty of football to talk about as camp gets started. And then on Friday, show our annual all twenty-two rankings. As we, Robbie and I, will to go through the MSU depth chart, tell you who we think is going to start, and tell you our confidence. In each of those guys. So looking forward to doing that, guys. Doing that on uh, Friday. Guys, have a great uh, Tuesday. We'll be back with you very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.